friends. I'm Katie. And I'm Olivia. And we are Podcast by Proxy, Canadian True Crime. Welcome. We're live. And we're back. We sure are. Wee. I am back. We recharged. In the country. And recharged. I'm very recharged, yes. I'm going to tell you all about it next week. We're going to do like a special episode where we talk about my trip and other things. but Current events. Current and... events in our lives. And <laughs> I'm going to do a fun uh, Hawaii episode just to get us in the mood. Um, but yes, I am very recharged. Not ready to go back I'm... to work, but such a life. I was going to say, probably not ready for life again, though. Yeah, most of life, but... No, I am. I'm ready. I'm actually very jealous because you look well rested. Thank you. I know. I was like this. And I'm jealous. This morning I was like, I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. And Brandon was like, the vacation happiness is already wearing off. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wah, wah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I I really wanted to. I'm off today. It's Monday. Um, It's just like I have a regular day off, but. I wanted to get back into it, so a recording. I forced myself to go to the gym. I went to the barn to feed the horses. I just didn't want to have like another day off because I have to. I have to get back into life at some point, you know. Some point. At some point. But we're here. We are. We made it. We did. Um. Anything new in current events? Otherwise, I don't think so. Not really. I binged. Selling Sunset on the plane, so I'm all caught up there. I just finished the reunion last night. You know what? I just, I know the point of the show is the drama, but does anybody else feel like it's just getting very repetitive? Yes. I feel like we hashed the same Does it mean I want to watch it less? No. No. Um, I just feel like, yeah, let's come on. Nicole, can you just get lost? Yeah, like, there's moments where I definitely felt like Nicole got ganged up on and picked on, sure. But everybody said the same thing. Like, you started it, though. Like, you can only be the, like, oh, poor me, I'm isolated for so long, when it does seem like you started the The root of it. second, okay, you know what, we won't go into this too far because this is not a reality podcast, but... The second she didn't apologize back, I was like, I'm, I'm done, girl. Like, I am And then when so they're done. sitting there, Mary's like, did you apologize? She's like, no. <gasps> Mary's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Clench your pearls, women. Yeah. She didn't apologize. Anyway, if you watch Selling Sunset, you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, just fast forward like 30 seconds. Um, Brie pulling a hot Cheeto out of her Birkin was my favorite moment of the season, personally. <laughs> I love Brie energy. I know she can be a bit of a bitch, but can't we all? But I just like her kind of no bullshit personality and I think, let her live her life. I think that I just like that she is who she is and she owns it. Like she said, I'm not you. I'm not going to be yeah. you. I don't have to behave the way you do. And I think a Won't lot of us could like use that reminder sometimes because people really try to push identities and what they think is right and how they think you should behave onto you. And I think a lot of us 
do cave to that pressure of like our friends yeah. or just like our social circles, outside influences, and like how we live Even our just life. Just expectations. Yeah, like expectations. We think like we should be. Yeah. Exactly how we think we should be. And I think that her headstrongness in who she is is as much as people might find it off putting sometimes and like think she's being a bitch. I think it's just a really good reminder to like stay true to who you are and be proud of who you are and not. Be so concerned yeah, I like her. with what everybody else thinks of you. I really like got that from her and I love that about her. So anyways. One well, from her relationship, like from the get go, she's like, I chose this life. Yeah. This works for me and I am happy. Yeah. Great. Leave it at that. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I did. Uh, at the sides, <laughs> go to Hawaii. I watched Selling Sunset. That was it. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you're caught up because so am I. <laughs> we will talk about it more off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Katie's got a case for us today, which is very exciting. I do. And this is actually a case that was, I actually was excited because it was a man that suggested this case to me. Okay. We don't get a lot of those because obviously yeah. true crime is very female focused genre if you will mm-hmm. um very vagina dominant so we get a lot of case suggestions from women we don't get a lot from men so that's exciting yeah so at halloween uh someone i know was dressed as a soccer player and then in passing went oh have you heard of this case uh- <laughs> and that's how it came up and i was like whoa okay and you'll see the soccer player reference in a second but i just was like holy poop a man suggested a case and somebody I know. So I just wanted to dive right in and like, see what it was about. Like, not dressed as the same soccer player, though? No. Okay. Because no, 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 no. I was going to say, just dr- dressing as a, a true crime case is a really bold move. Um, I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about it. So I'm glad that it wasn't the same soccer player. No. Uh, okay, that's great. That's great to hear. Not, um, not at all. <laughs> good, good, good. It's like when people dress as, like, Ted Bundy or... Um, Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween I'm like it's a little insensitive I don't know that I'm here for it man okay I know that the swag is also insensitive too when people pray on that but like there's one shirt out there and it has just a picture of Dahmer and it says I eat men like you for breakfast and I don't know why but it makes me laugh every time and I just wish it wasn't associated to a serial killer I wish there was like some funny woman in reality tv that said it or something because or like a fictional character that's a serial exactly. killer that's okay with the swag saying across a shirt itself is funny it is but like and then you add the context and it's like eh, we didn't need to have him on there eh, i don't love it i do agree it would be funny if it was on like a female though yeah yeah Well, before we start, because I don't think we have that much to get into, we're going to hash out a lot in our little special episode next week. Um, Don't forget to follow us on socials at Podcast by Proxy. Send us a Gmail if you have a case suggestion, podcastbyproxy at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, That's all the socials I'm going to plug these days because that's really where we're at. Um, But yeah. We're not going to overdo ourselves. If that's where we are, let's be realistic. Yeah, no, we've both got a lot going on, so we've really scaled it back on the social media life. Um, yeah. I will say a few of you I know follow my personal account, so you know about things. <laughs> so we'll talk about them next week, but if you follow me on personals, you kind of already know. All right, what do you got for us today, ma'am? 
So today, have you heard of, or actually maybe you may remember, a hashtag involved with this case that was hashtag Sabrina and Clyde? Does no, that sound familiar at all? It does not. Okay. So no. today we're going to talk about Sina Parsi. And the hashtag may start to sound familiar as we go. If not, I will refresh you later. For clarification, everyone knows I'm not a huge news person, so it's possible that I've never heard of this. <laughs> Especially, yeah, I just... Well, I'm not a huge news person either, but Ma'am. there's something about when the news and social media collide that I usually do hear about. That's and I fair. think that's where the hashtag for me kind of was like, maybe worth looking into. Yeah, no, for sure. So... June 9th of 2015 in Kleinsburg, Ontario, Roya says goodbye to her husband, Sina. Um, She's going out for the evening. She's going out to visit family and do some things, and she'll be out for the night. Uh, Her husband is actually going to attend a soccer game, as we have mentioned. (laughs) This is where soccer comes into it. They say goodbye to one another. He's about, She's about to step out the door and Sina says, you look beautiful and you smell good. And she goes off about her night. Um, so he attends the hockey game near Teston Road and the Highway 400 game. area. The hockey game? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say wrong sport. That's, that was very Canadian of you, by the way. It was so Canadian. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Cena is attending a soccer game near Teston Road and Highway 400 in that area. Um, Cena and Roya are actually both huge soccer fans, and it was a bonding uh, moment for them. And part of the reason that they have been probably happily married for five years with this mutual interest However, with Roya having other plans, Sina was going to soccer alone that night. So she's staying at her family's house for the night, returns home the morning of the 10th. There's no sign of Sina in the home, and he's not answering his cell phone. She then finds out, as the morning's unrolling, that Sina also didn't show up to work, where he is quite a successful construction entrepreneur so it isn't common for him not to show up like he runs teams he sets up the day he's a very big um like in the line of communication about what's happening in day-to-day operations so once roya hears that he didn't show up to work yet and there's been no contact immediately there's concern He's very reliable, he's always on time, and there's no reason that he should not have at least communicated why he wouldn't be there that morning. When she reaches out to a few friends, they confirm that he was at the soccer game the night before, and they remember seeing him even hop into his 2012 Black Dodge Ram and leave the soccer game. Okay. So he attended the entire event, left at the end of it, Good spirits, nothing wrong. So we know he left. Okay. Yeah. So they say he was in good spirits. He was wearing like a blue polo, black joggers, totally normal outfit for having to attend the soccer game. Nothing seemed awry. When Roya calls Cena's family to let like them know that she thinks something's wrong and can't hear from him, 
immediately Sina's family is like, she did it. Something's wrong. Whatever is going on, she did it. Immediately. Like, doesn't even know that he's, like, anything's gone wrong. Just that he's not answering his phone and that he's missing. And immediately thinks his wife is to blame? Yeah. That's right out the gates. Pretty weird. Imagine how heartbreaking that would be, though, too, being his wife, knowing that immediately they think you're in on it. Like, I recognize that it's usually the person closest to you, or, like, it's often, it's very common for it to be somebody really close to you, but, yeah, to have your spouse's family immediately pin blame on you seems a little bit extreme. Like, did they have a bad relationship? Well, that was kind of my question, is, From what I could tell, there's no indication that, you know, like maybe the family never liked her or that there was any issues. Mm -hmm. Like, I could not find anything to support that. Um, Now, I will say that in some cultures that and it is implied later, that's why I'm saying this, is Mm. that maybe there was a viewpoint that Roya wasn't doing enough to be a good wife to Cena. Okay. And so I think that's where the direction comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. But that's just because that is implied later in the story. Sure. And we do find that when Roy is asked about some stuff later on, she's devastated to find that the family didn't believe her and doesn't trust her. So. Okay. But still no straight indication of why there was this, like, trouble behind the scenes in the family. Okay. Police act really fast once Roya calls them. Um, as we said, she stresses how reliable he is, not showing up to work, not answering a phone. Everything indicates that this is out of the norm. They immediately put a trace on his phone just to see if they can get a ping off of it. Mm-hmm. They ping his phone 25 minutes south of Toronto in a Tim Hortons parking lot at a strip mall. Okay. So they go to the location. They immediately find his truck in the parking lot. It's just sitting there. Nothing looks um, like out of the ordinary. It looks like someone's just locked up their vehicle and walked away. Okay. And would this Tim Hortons have been like on his way home? Would no. He would have had to go like out of his way to get there? Yeah. It's about 25 minutes south of where the soccer game was. And to my understanding, the soccer game and his home were very close together. So I think it was like he went in a complete different direction. Interesting. After the game ended. Okay. At about 11.20 p.m. on the Tim Hortons cameras, it does show Cena walk past his vehicle and actually like keep going towards a wooded area and down the street. Oh. Yes. Okay. When they start searching the woods where they found um, the CCTV footage which show Cena going, they find his wallet in the woods. And when they look further into bank records associated with the cards they find in the wallet, they show that there's a transaction record of $400 being withdrawn from the card after the CCTV footage sees Cena walking by. So his wallet's back there, but yet his debit card had left taken out money and gone back so like maybe there was a maybe like roya had the card so it was just a fluke in timing if she was out doing her own thing we're not too sure at this point okay but it is a weird amount at a weird time of night and for the wallet to be back in the woods Mm -hmm. 
At this point, there's no confirmation if, um, oh, never mind. I just got a message on my computer. So at the time, though, like, they don't say if the debit card that the money came off of was in that wallet or had been returned to it. They just locate the wallet and review the transactions on the cards listed in his name. Cena's now been missing for three days. There's no um, update. There's no transactions on his debit card. There's no text. There's no returning calls. He's not contacted a single work employee. At this point, the police decide it's now the time where they have to put out a formal missing report for Cena. They reach out to the media and have it on record that Cena is of Middle Eastern descent. He's five foot six. He has a tanned complexion. He's slim and has short black hair. He's wearing a blue polo and black joggers, as mentioned. And he may have changed after the game, though. They don't know. They can't confirm if he had a change of clothes in his vehicle. Fair. Or, like, put a sweater on or something. Yeah. Well, and also, like, you were outside. Did you get wet? Did you have a coat on that you took off? Like, there's so many options. I literally have, like, boots and a different sweater and, like, (laughs) the last outfit in my car. So I get it. Same. (laughs) Um, All reports for any tips... Uh, involving Cena are said to be sent to the York Police Department as they believe that Cena has no phone on him and would not have any method of contacting himself. Roya goes on statement at the press conference says that she was really concerned specifically about why he walked into that area. She could, she has no reason why. Yes. She wishes she could have some indication of those details because that's really what's kind of bothering her is, like, the why he would have even gone into the woods. Right. Like, not the fact that he was, like, out of Tim Hortons, out of the way, whatever, but, like, no. the fact that he was walking into the woods at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Kind of odd. Yeah, and she says, like, he's the love of my life. He's my best friend. Yeah. All I could think about is what he was doing and if he was going to be okay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's definitely strange. It is. It's very, very strange. So police managed to gather the next CCTV footage, which would be from the portion around the edge of the woods where it kind of loops around and there's a park. So the CCTV footage does show the park itself. This is where they see Sina meet two other people in a park. Um, when they start to walk further, they can see that it's a man and a woman, which appear to be like a couple based on their body languages. Um, they then collectively, the three of them walk towards an apartment. Okay. Police quickly identify the couple. Um, they are Clyde Marshall, who's 36 years old. He's six feet tall, 145 pounds. He has brown hair and blue eyes. He has an extensive criminal history, and he's originally from New Brunswick. Okay. The woman is Sabrina Schuart. She's 27 years old and 5'7". She has brown hair. She's 130 pounds, and she's originally from Quebec. Her parents, Sabrina, specifically say that she was a really sweet girl. She's very nice, but everything changed when she met Clyde. Right. He was controlling. She had bad choice in men, so this was not a surprise. 
they had originally met um, at a Tim Hortons, and it was, like, not far from a homeless shelter, so it's believed that maybe Clyde was already, you know, 10 years older than her almost and had a lengthy criminal record and was living a not-so-desirable lifestyle. Also seems to really like Tim Hortons. Yeah, I mean, same. Part of what Clyde did that specifically Sabrina's dad noticed was that she would have to like sneak out of the house to a payphone to even call her dad like he was so controlling that she really had no say of her own life in a lot of ways he felt sad yeah Sabrina and Clyde lived together on the eighth floor of an apartment building which we see the three of them walk into together this apartment is located at Jane Street and St. Clair Avenue. And when police approach the apartment, there's no one there and they force entry into the building, or sorry, into the unit itself. Upon entry and seeing that there was like a lack or want of anything to hide this, they mm-hmm. open the door to find Cena. In fairly horrendous conditions, which we will get into, and I want to give a trigger warning just for the rest of the case, because it's going to be talked about kind of in small bits. Okay. There was no disposable evidence, and police immediately could tell that this was reckless, that it was not sophisticated at all, and that when someone leaves a scene so abruptly with such horrific conditions, there's immediately a fear that they may find another victim shortly after and continue to attack. Yeah. And I think that was police's main fear, was just that it was so unsophisticated. Right. That they thought it was someone who would just recklessly continue to find people to take advantage of, torture, exploit in any way they could. Do we know why he went in their apartment in the first place? Well, we'll get to it. Okay. I figured. Because at this point, Roya cannot connect any pieces. She doesn't know who this couple is, why he's in the area, why he was at the park. There's nothing. And that's not really helping her case with his family. Right. Because now that these other two people have come into the picture, her family is now just saying, well, those are people that Roya hired. Like, they don't give her any grace as evidence is discovered. That's devastating. Whatsoever. It is. And it's horrific to think that they called you family Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now they think you're public enemy number one. Yeah, like, you're already going through something awful. And then for it to immediately be like, it had to have been your fault. No, it didn't. It's pretty terrible. Sorry. We're both just over here yawning. Yawning. Every Monday. <laughs> Staring at each other. Everybody just yawn with us. We're tired. So Sina's body is laying essentially on display when they enter the apartment. And immediately arrest warrants are issued for first degree murder for both Clyde and Sabrina. They say they may also have a large dog with them, which looks like a mastiff breed. The dog did nothing to be involved in this. I was going to say. It's never the animal's fault. It's never the dog. No. They say do not approach. Call and report them immediately. As although there's no reason to believe the dog is mean, 
Both parties, Clyde specifically, are presumed to be armed and dangerous as he has a previous record of being very reckless with weapons and not afraid to use them. Right. Police ask the public for their help as there is a huge gap in time from 11.30 to 4 a.m. And the reason they say 4 a.m. is because they do see the couple leave the apartment unit on CCTV footage after that. But they're hoping that possibly somebody walked past them when they were walking from the Tim Hortons or the park to the apartment and overheard conversation or possibly what was going on. I will say, this is just a sidebar that I was thinking about when I was on my vacation. I am so much more aware of my surroundings now because of this show. Mm -hmm. Like, just from covering cases on this show, I will, like, write down license plate numbers if I think something is weird. I am so much more aware of, like, what people are wearing. If I, like, overhear a couple fighting, I'm, like... I'm taking down everything that they're wearing and doing. Yeah, you're like looking like, okay, what is he wearing? What is she I wearing? I never what do I think used their names to be are? like that. No, me neither. And I don't think that's and a I bad thing. And I can agree. I don't think I'm like hyper crazy about it. It's just I'm much more aware of what's going on around me. Yeah, I think before I was a little bit blissfully unaware still. Yeah. And now my head's just on a swivel. Yeah, I'm just like alert. I'm, I'm aware. Just, I'm, yeah, that's it. That's I'm a little bit more alert for sure. Yeah, it's just an awareness of what's going on around you. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah. Um, On the CCTV footage just after 4 a.m., as we said, they do see both individuals and the dog leave the apartment, both of which have backpacks on. They even see Sabrina kind of come out of the apartment and then Almost do that thing where you go like, oh, shoot, I forgot something. And she runs back in and right back out with something. Okay. So it does imply that they are leaving the apartment for an extended period of time with both backpacks. And, like, she was worried about forgetting something. So police immediately um, open up their search area and where they're announcing that they are looking for these people on their nationwide warrant at this point now knowing that they've left their apartment and we don't know where they are right yeah well good on them for getting the bolo out because these people they're trying yeah people sound dangerous so yeah specifically clyde i think that sabrina was um granted i think she's fully in on this i'm not giving her an out i do think there was a certain level of abuse in this relationship though that sure yeah absolutely I just feel like sometimes we hear where they're like, oh, the public's not at risk. And you're like, excuse me, sir, how do you know that? So, Excuse me, I believe the public is at risk. Yeah, or you don't least, know and in which we shouldn't say it. Like cough, cough, Brian Koberger. Um, but. You can't with him. Uh, I can't with that whole case. Don't even get me started. But um, yeah, just good for them for recognizing the seriousness of the situation and getting it out. Yeah. No, I do agree. I think that they acted very fast. So possible sightings were pouring in for the couple. Um, They even said that with the dog, they likely would be limited to what forms of travel they could take, which would actually make it easier to locate them potentially because of the size of the dog. After announcing this, the West Toronto Animal Services found that the dog was actually left tied up in the street with a bag of food, And they had completely abandoned Sabrina's dog. It's 
So they probably saw the bolo, the description and with the dog. And they'd be easier to locate with a huge dog. Yeah. I just feel like that's these people's kind of like way of thinking. They're a bit frantic right now. So yeah. they're like, get rid of the dog. Change, cut your hair. As someone who used to have a giant breed dog, I can vouch for the fact that you stick out like a sore thumb everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I could see why that mindset was in there if you're trying to flee. Oh my god, Tucker. He was so cute. Do you imagine trying to like flee with him though? You're like, no. come on. And he's like, dum, he was a horse. Dum, dum, dum. I could have dressed him up like a little pony and gotten away with crimes. Oh my Even gosh. My little, my little bandit. He was adorable. <laughs> And so slobbery. So slobbery. Oh. R.I.P. Tucker. Right? I was just going to say R.I.P. Tucker. Best dog. So June 22nd, a conference is held. This is where they announce again that Clyde is extremely violent. He is not afraid of authority, nor will he be afraid of anyone who approaches him. His weapon of choice is known to be a knife, and he will carry it. It will be concealed, so do not get close to him. The officers make a public plea to Sabrina and Clyde, saying, This is really your one way out. This is the only way it will end well. You should get a lawyer, and you should contact us, and we will like help you through this. We will get you into the court system, and we will see this through. And I imagine this is when, like, the hashtag Sabrina and Clyde was going around because they're trying to find them. And Okay. Gotcha. I'm following. Yes. During the nationwide search, the hashtag was created to raise awareness and to provide the clips from the CCTV footage because they're super clear Mm. were associated with the hashtag. So it was making sure that those pictures were getting spread. Right. Okay. CCTV footage appears to show... Cena welcomed to the apartment. He was not forced. He did not look like he was made to enter the building forcefully or against his will. Four hours later, they can confirm by police that Cena was already dead. They did not leave him in the apartment and he did not die afterwards. Right. They murdered him and left the building. Okay. I mean, I figured. Yeah, there was just questions, though, because in the reports that he had been tortured... If they had just left him to die. Oh, I see. Um, they did not. Okay. So although Clyde and Sabrina are heavy, heavy into drugs at times and the drug trade, trafficking, there was no connection to Cena. That was ruled out very quickly. His family knew no record of him doing drugs, being associated with them, nor did Roya. And police were able to actually corroborate all that pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be insensitive, but I was, that was kind of like my first thought. Like, was it was he my going first to thought, buy, too. Even I was like, are you going to buy a bag of weed? Like, I have no judgment totally. for me. Um, but yeah, that was definitely my first thought was like, is he meeting up with somebody to make an exchange of some sort? Yeah, I, that was my gut feeling was like, I mean, people have sneaky little drug habits. It happens. Yeah, sure. It's, like, I'm not, there's no judgment. But then it all, it I is. also don't want to assume, like, he could have been, you know. No, and it was my first thought of a possible, mo- like, mm-hmm. cause for these two people who, from Mariah's point of view, had no reason to be in contact with one another. They wouldn't have crossed paths organically. Right. And you might know this or get to it later, but were they, like, texting? Were they, like... Kind of. Okay. She's so the same days of the conference. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get there because it, uh, well, it'll come out in a few minutes. Yeah, okay. Just wait. And this is not an absurdly long case. I just thought it was very interesting. I'm so interested. we will get to it, but it won't be super long. So you don't have to wait too long, everybody. Don't worry. So the same day as this conference happened, a tip comes in from a civilian in Niagara Falls who's at a Walmart and says, I'm pretty sure I just saw Clyde and Sabrina. This is only about two hours away from where Cena's body was found in the apartment. Okay. Um, but <laughs> just at a Niagara Falls Walmart. <laughs> I don't know why, but I picture the Walmart being like in the falls. And I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm giggling at Niagara Falls Walmart. It just sounds funny to me. That's fair. Niagara Falls is a whole ass city, but. <laughs> <laughs> Police hop on this. They surround the store, they go in, they arrest the two of them. They admit and they can tell from there that the two of them had been clearly camping to survive and mm-hmm. flee. And they had bust out of the area actually the day it happened. Right. So they hadn't been in the area and they would not have been finding them within the city limits there. Yeah. So they basically like tied up the dog and bounced. Boogied off, yeah. Okay. So Sabrina's dad, and I think this is a really tough position to be in, Mm -hmm. because of course he still wants to make his daughter feel safe and comfortable and take care of her. It's his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that he thinks that Clyde is the reason for this and the cause because of the control and the relationship that he actually, to make his daughter feel better, reaches out to the animal rescue and actually adopts her dog. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't know the dog's name even when he adopts it because he's still living in Quebec. Right. And so he went and got the dog, brought it back. He said he called it Sabs, like Sabrina, Mm -hmm. for weeks until he originally got, eventually got to talk to her. I was so bummed. I never learned the dog's name. But whatever. He's a very (laughs) private person, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cute and sad because like you said, he obviously like loves his daughter and wants to like probably save her in a way from this situation that she's in but i could see him also getting a lot of backlash for that decision saying he's doing something to make her happy or make her feel better right so i think it's a tough position to be in as her dad i mean whatever at the same time the dog is adopted News is released that the electronic devices that were found in possession of Clyde and Sabrina, they also have numerous photos of child sex abuse material. So additional charges are added to both of them immediately. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like just like April of 2016. Right. That's disgusting. By September of 2017, while they're building their cases, these two are just sitting there rotting. Good. Clyde entered to the murder in the first degree charge a guilty plea at this point, feeling like he should save Roya any additional heartache by making her go through a trial. Wow. Sabrina also agrees to enter a guilty plea for second degree murder, and we'll find out why for her involvement in a moment. Okay. This is alongside them also advising that there is DNA not only matching those parties, but Cena on the mattress and duct tape in the building as well. 
with the CCTV footage along with the multitude of other evidence, I think it makes sense that they plead it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you murdered somebody in your apartment and then left, so I think there's probably plentiful of evidence. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the recklessness and the lack of maturity or sophistication in being a criminal in a good way Mm -hmm. has shown through. Yeah. So Crown Counsel Sean Horgan explains how these two met, or these three met. Okay. Upon review of all digital devices, it is found that Cena had actually replied to an online ad with these two individuals because he was seeking a threesome and some light bondage play. Oh. I thought you were going to say he like wanted to buy an iPad or something. No. Oh, okay. I wish it was... That's okay. Much I don't wish it was that simple because I listen. We don't no we don't kink that. shame on this show. Yeah, so, I'm not like, yucking anyone's yum no. here. You do what you want, I and just, you should be able to find people on the internet to just, consensually like, agree in adult activities. Was too. not expecting that. I thought you were going to be like, oh, he responded to an ad to purchase a drone. You know what I mean? Like, because Brandon's no. obsessed with Facebook Marketplace. I was going to say that drone comment sounded like something you might be, like maybe you've been in this circumstance before. <laughs> No, Brandon just does a lot of buying and selling on Facebook Marketplace. And like, I don't, I do not like that because I don't like to meet up with people. So I don't. Yeah, I don't do it. Even when he buys or like sells something, I, he knows that he has to wait home to do the exchange because even if I'm home, I will lock myself in the bathroom. Like I'm not doing it. Oh, we don't ever let people to our home. We meet them at a nearby like store or public place. Okay, well. So... God, Brennan, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about this. This is like as bad as you not locking your door. Uh, last night we locked. She locks it now, people. Uh, we locked the front door last night or Brandon locked the front door last night, but I forgot to tell him that my key was stuck in the door. <laughs> so we locked the door, but the key was just in it. <laughs> was it in there all night? Yeah. <gasps> Uh, my lord people if you know how stressed i am about olivia's doors it's funny because i'm like i'm so aware of my surroundings when i'm in public and then like my security system on my house is the most lacking god we really need a sponsor that's like simply safe or something (laughs) (laughs) anyways back to the case okay okay so we know why they were meeting up we know why they're meeting up okay we can see between Sabrina and Cena, there is an interaction, planning the evening, what it's going to be for. It's consensual. Mm-hmm. She's advising that her and her partner are both two adults interested in the same activities. And Cena really just, I think, thought he was going for a night of some night rough of play and going home. Sure. That was it. Yeah. So as we said, their interactions are tracked through their text messages. Sabrina says, you can park at this Tim Hortons. It's right by my building. It's super convenient. And then we'll just, like, walk down there. I'll come meet you at this park. It'll be great. In this, Cena also advises what he would like to do. So we do know this is consensual to a certain extent. He agrees to be bound to the bed. Um, There agrees to be some rough play. um, And, like we said, bondage. I mean, look, no it's, big deal. it's a little texting foreplay. We've all done it. And the thing is, people do this all the time. Yeah. No one dies. It's true. Very true. So, yeah. 
once the uh, scheduled programming was done, because mm-hmm. they did go through essentially the steps like nothing was wrong. Okay. After all the physical play was done, Clyde attacks him. He keeps photos of all of the attacks that he did on these hard drives as well. There's records keeping track of every step of the night once they're in the apartment. There's pictures of him with a hood over his head, being tortured. He is bound entirely while naked. And although he had agreed to be bound lightly to the bed frame, this is him being bound by his neck, wrists, ankles, his body, and his scrotum. Right. This is like way beyond. It's extreme. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The ropes were so tight that they actually eliminated blood flow to his limbs or it was close to being cut off. Medical examiners reported after that he also suffered from a broken nose, neck, there were brain bleeds, and nothing about this would have been quick and painless. Wow. Clyde clearly was the one that killed him, but Sabrina was the one that made the plans. Right. She talked to him, flirted with him, advised of what this would be. And do we think I just don't. that she potentially didn't know what the end outcome would be or she was in on it the whole time? Everything that I read were like, based on Clyde's personality, I don't think it would have not been obvious what he was going to do. Right. And we'll see as the night goes on here in a second, so there's a bit more information that... Well, like, for example, they tie him up and torture him to the point where he gives up his PIN number. Right. Okay. And it sounds like that was something that she knew was going to happen. Okay. So So I think she could have seen it would escalate. Right. Cena's cause of death was ligature strangulation and blunt force trauma to his face and body. They said that he was likely tortured, as we said, for the debit card pin number. They decided to extort him for what they could from his bank card, which at the time was $400 accessible. And Clyde goes on to say to Roya at this time, once all these details are coming out in court, that, again, this is why he pled to it, so that she wouldn't have to hear all these details. Like, and it's like he's trying to, like, almost, like, be compassionate to her say, or something. Bro, stop. Like, And it's really just disgusting. Oh, yeah, the first time you said that, I was like, eh, like. It's like after so many details have come out and a year of court planning and proceedings and all this stuff. It's like now you're, you're going like, to be like, oh, I'm going to spare you. Like bullshit, bro. You're saving yourself. You know you're fine. Well, he's like, he didn't deserve it. I did a horribly painful thing. And it's like, well, if you think all these things, then why did you do it? I just feel like he, like a piece of shit like this, doesn't care about somebody else's feelings. You knew you were nailed to the coffin and that you were fucked and you knew you had to plead out to get a lighter sentence or like whatever. I just don't believe that he had anybody's best interest in mind, but his fucking own. No, I agree. That is just He's just this guy's just a piece of shit. That yeah, I mean like I just don't you you can't redeem yourself from that. No. So stop acting like you're doing everybody else a fucking favor. 
And that's exactly how it feels. Like, oh, I'm going to do this favor to you of not letting you need to hear all these details. Yeah, like, fuck off, bro. You know if you go to trial, it's going to be worse. Like, Clyde even says, I did a horribly painful thing, and he didn't deserve it. Okay. So it's like you knew beforehand when you were waiting for this person to come meet up with you that you were about to do this horrendous thing. And you even knew he didn't deserve it, and you still went through with it. Just to steal his money. Almost like would prefer him to say nothing. (laughs) Yeah, same. Sometimes it's genuine and you're like, okay. And then there's other times where you're just like, shut the front door, man. Just shh. Yeah, Yeah, it's... He just needs to stop talking because he's not making it any better. No. And like Roya all throughout this had admittedly multiple times throughout the trial said like, I've almost taken my own life so many times. And fortunately, she just has friends and a good support system that like talk her down from the ledge. But like hearing this guy go and be like, oh, I did this and I'm, I did this and I know I shouldn't have, but I was trying to spare you. It's like, no, No, just beat it, buddy. Yeah. She's going through enough. She doesn't even want to hear you. Yeah. Ugh. After they pled out, um, Clyde was sentenced to life with no parole for 25 years. Goodbye. Sabrina, life without parole for 13 years on her second degree murder charge, which 13 years, I think, is pretty f- standard we hear that 10 to 13 window for a second degree is not shocking so i wasn't surprised to hear that um i really hope that more of what was going on with sabrina was drugs and being in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and that she has the tools in prison to possibly help herself yeah i think clyde is kind of a lost cause given his previous record with police literally throw away the key but, like, Sabrina's only 30 years old. Yeah. She'll well, get out and I think at, being like, in those something. kind of controlling, coercive relationships with scary people can make you do things that you wouldn't normally do for your own safety. Yeah. Like, I don't, I agree. you know, I, I think don't. I've seen that. I don't know her and I don't know the situation of their relationship that well. I just, I think I'm empathetic to those situations because I've maybe not been in one like that, but, you know, been in a relationship where, I've made some decisions that I wouldn't normally make with a sound mind if I was on my own and like confident on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have... think it's very slow too that someone gets in your head yeah, and this yeah. and that. So it's like until something comes up where you are faced with like, wow, that's not normally how I would handle that. Mm-hmm. You don't actually realize it's happening. I think too. And yeah, until it's way too scarier. late and you've completely yeah. lost yourself and you don't. You know, you only have this person telling you what to do. You don't know how, you don't know what to do. Yeah. And I don't know how long they were together. And right. the, the fact that she was only in her mid twenties when this all started, mm-hmm. like she was 26. Right. It's like, she had been with him a couple of years. Those are really formative times yeah. too. And again, again, I'm not saying what Sabrina's part in this was like, I'm not excusing it in no, any way. I just no. think that there's... I think we can give more grace to her knowing the situation Yeah, than I him. think there's a little more room. A little bit. Just a little bit. Tiny. Not a lot. Just a small no. amount, you know? I wish I had, like, a really positive note to end this on, but I 
I don't actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to refer back to the part I mentioned earlier about um, how I was explaining that in her Middle Eastern culture, the mindset was that um, Sina's family never actually forgave Roya. They still to this day think she might be in on it a little bit. Um, Hmm. That she had the ability to keep Sina alive that night. And if she had not been out and she had been at home being a better wife to her husband, that this wouldn't have happened. Right. And I'm sure the fact that he was like looking for sexual pleasure in another form elsewhere didn't help that. No, I agree a hundred percent. And I think that's why this sentiment was carried through is the fact that he was seeking pleasure outside of the relationship so he must have been unhappy with her which is kind of ridiculous yeah especially because everyone around them like friends and people who knew them were like they were best friends like they were so good together right and for some reason the family just wasn't on board and it continues i think to really eat at roya to this day Mm -hmm. knowing that a family that she was part of thinks she could be capable of any of this. Right. And potentially a lot of beating herself up if she believes that she could have been a better wife when yeah, this was, is not her fault. I was going to say, even if they weren't like saying she was a part of it, just saying that she wasn't like a good enough wife. So that's obviously why he was doing what he was doing is just like awful. Especially because like, I don't know if she knew that he was doing those kind of things that that's something he was into. And so you're like finding this out for the first time, which could feel a little bit like betrayal. And then this person's also well, gone. Was cheating on her. So you can't even ask them about it. You can't have a conversation about yeah. it. And then to have it be like, oh, it's your fault is just, I can't imagine. Yeah. And from everything I could see, she didn't know. Right. So to her, she could also be mad at Cena. Right. And of she course. would have every right to be because he's stepped outside of their marriage. Yes. If she didn't know. And again, we don't know what the boundaries were or what type of relationship they had. No. So maybe it was okay. But I think that immediately jumping on her when she has not just only lost her best friend and her partner, who she was about to start a family with. She's like confused. But she's also lost a family. Yeah. Yeah. That's crushed. like she's now being pointed at like there i couldn't imagine going through what she went through mm-hmm. no me neither that's awful so those two pieces of shit are sitting in prison toodles and they can stay there they sure can yeah we've got quite a few years left oh yeah yeah because they were sentenced in 2017 almost 2018 right probably got time served so yeah But, I mean, whatever. Well, we don't always have a positive note to end on because we cover really gruesome content. And sometimes it's just not happy. Sometimes there's just no silver lining and nothing happy to finish with. So, it is what it is. But that story was really sad. I feel like normally we have a little something. Yeah, I mean, listen, it depends on the information that we can get to, like... You know, sometimes there just isn't, like, a meaningful quote that you can end on. Um, Not everybody's situation ends like that or is like that, so. I will say, though, on actually maybe more positive note, we'll do this. Um, In the press conference following the sentencing and, like, all the court proceedings being done and all that, Seema did make, or, sorry, Roya made a statement about Sina again. 
And even then, she's like, he was my best friend, mm. my true love. We were going to start a family. So I don't actually think that she was feeling angry or anything. Like, right. I think she really was just like sad and heartbroken and just lost her best friend. So mm-hmm. I hope that it kept her memories of Cena positive, yeah. even though it ended poorly. Mm-hmm. Just because it sounds like they really did have a beautiful five-year marriage to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez. Sorry. That's all right. I'm going to slather on some chapstick now. I got a little chapped lips from that bad boy. That's like a shiny chapstick. She's got a little bit I'm of... I'm just using like a lot of it. Oh, you're just having... It's literally just Blistex. It looks like it's like champagne colored. You just have so much on. Who do I remind you of? <laughs> Okay, Sandy. <laughs> oh, I love a shimmery lip on Sandy. Mac yeah. discontinued my mom's favorite lipstick. So I've been on the hunt for a new one. I did find another one from Mac, but it's she says it's just not quite as va va voom. Um like she needs like more metallic, more sheen, yes. more pump up. So okay. if you have any suggestions, girly pops, about a like champagne, shimmery Stick lipstick, similar, uh, like she likes the frost line from MAC. Um, The first color was All I Want. I don't remember what the second one was that they discontinued. If you know of anything, and maybe a different brand. Um, The fact that she's on her second one and it's being discontinued makes me laugh. (laughs) Oh my god, I know. MAC, like you're really killing me over here. I remember when All I Want disappeared though, and Olivia had to go on the website before it sold out, and she bought like four of them because it was all you could get i have bought them on like yeah i got as many as i could on mac when they were discontinuing i've bought them on ebay i have found them on like off sales but like we have bought every single one on the internet now so then there was another color that they just discontinued that was like a good dupe it was great um but they just discontinued that so now we're on to the third one but it's just not quite enough for her we should get her a stocking full of options to try for christmas i really should just like every drugstore brand a few high-end brands and before you say gloss korean beauty she's not really a gloss girl she likes the stick lipstick so it has to be in a stick form similar to that like frost um line from that heavy emphasis on the frost anyway i know it's a bit of a strange ask and she'll put it on mirrorless Um, and oh, yeah. fierce oh yeah she uh, loves it and it's like her signature look so i can't i can't it is can't disappoint her now she can't just change her signature look no blonde hair beautiful tan and a frosted lip yeah mm-hmm. that's sandy yeah so unfortunately frosted lips are like not all the rage right now so it's a bit hard to find <laughs> i love you mom remember when matte lipstick came out your mom was probably like what the fuck is happening it's the same with like eyeshadow palettes i have to buy her like i go out of my way now to find eyeshadow palettes that are like only shimmers because i will buy her a little palette shimmers or metallics both shimmers and metallics but i will buy her like a because she likes the bronzy shades you know i'll buy her like a little let's say like a six pan palette but if it has a yeah. couple mattes in it, I'll come over like a month later and every single one of those shimmers is like panned. Like she's had her finger in there. And, and all the mattes are literally untouched. Like I will take like it and be dust like, cool, on them. take that from me, uh, from you. And I will use those now that you have scraped the bottom of the barrel of your shimmers. 
Those I think are you should just start buying individuals for your mom and make her her own palettes. Well, it's easier to find now. Jacqueline had a palette like that, and Morphe mm-hmm. had a palette like that. So I have been able to find them. Um, Morphe always shows up for the palettes. They really do. Yeah. But anyways. Good on you, Morphe. I went to Ulta when I was in the States, and <gasps> I didn't find anything there for her. I tried. Did you find a Trader Joe's anywhere? Did you go to one? We didn't go to a Trader Joe's. I went to Target, though, a few times. Oh, Target. I, when I tell you, I stocked up on dots. I love dots. For anybody outside How of many? Canada that uh, doesn't know, we don't get dots anymore. We used to have them when we were kids. Like, it was, like, my fucking favorite Halloween candy. And they discontinued them, like, a long fucking time ago in Canada. But oh, I came long. home with, I think, six boxes. It's all I could fit. We were already fucking full up, and we went to Target, and they were on sale for, like, a dollar. So I was like, get as many as you can, babe. As many. You were like, Brandon, we're leaving your clothes in Hawaii. Literally. If I could have brought home, like, 12, I would have. If I could have bought the entire row at Target and just into my suitcase, I would have, but we were full, so. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. And I really wish that... You could have done that. I want to do that one day. I just want to be able to, like, put my arm behind stuff and push my buggy and just put it all in my cart like you see in movies. To be honest, I wasn't, like, I probably could have fit a few more in, like, my carry-on or something because they're sealed so you can bring them on the plane. But we Mm -hmm. flew between islands. um, And I was, like, a bit hungover when we took our flight from Maui to Oahu. And so... My packing was really chaotic, and I was, like, convinced that we were, like, fucking full. There's absolutely no way that we can take anything more home. And then I also bought clothes. And so by the time we were, like, buying dots and stuff, I just, like, had it in my head that there's no fucking way we could bring more than, like, six was pushing it. But thinking back that after I packed properly, like, I could have maybe fit a few more. But you know what? Six boxes of dots is okay. It's all right. It's, It's something. It's better than one box. Anyways, yeah, I don't really drink, Katie knows this, but I don't really drink that much anymore, and I didn't drink very much when we were gone. I had, like, you know, one or two here and there, but we had one day where, and of course I will talk about this next week, but I want to tell you really quickly, we went golfing, but I don't golf, so I just had the cart girly visiting me all day in the sun. So you were just hammered on a golf course, which is the only way to do it. Correct. Yes. But anyway, I will leave the rest of that story for next time because it's pretty fun, actually. It's it, the, I could, yeah, that, that was a fun day. So uh, we'll talk about it next week. But thank you, everyone, for being here once again. I'm so happy to be back. Um, I will say thank you so much to everyone who, like, messages us and emails us to tell us how much you love our show. I will be honest. I feel it's the only thing keeping us going right now. We're both exhausted and busy and Every time I see an email like that, I'm like, okay, yep, that's why we continue to bust our asses to put a case out every week because there are actually people that listen and love it. And, uh, you know, that's that's a bonus. So thank you. Uh, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Podcast by Proxy. You can follow us on Facebook at Podcast by Proxy. And if you have a case that you would like us to cover, send us a Gmail at podcastbyproxy at gmail.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it's very, very helpful. Very. Very, very helpful. 
And I heard my favorite murder say this the other day, and I just want to say, like, do that for any show you really like. Yeah. You like someone, you want to short support, short them, you want to support them, then do it. Mm-hmm. It means more than, you know, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. We love all of you. We love everybody who loves us. And we will see you next week for some fun activities. Bye. Bye. I'll call you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. How do I stop this shit? I'll stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>